0: In a deep-seated patriarchal society like ours, women are often deemed as the givers or nurturers. And over generations, sexism has driven this kind of stereotyping and diminished the identity of a woman to a certain role. For this episode, we have a provoking poem titled Hunger by Trivarna Hariharan, which subtly sends a powerful message. The poem has been published in After the Pause, an experimental online journal, and anthologized in the Yearbook of Indian Poetry 2021. Hunger by Truvanna Hariharan At 2pm sharp, Mama signals us for lunch. Her voice scatters around the room like newly-ground pepper. From a large silver bowl, she scoops rice onto our sun-soaked plates. Her palm rests on the bowl's burnt brown bottom. Going around a circle, she journeys from the spoon to the plate to the bowl. I shudder to think the words serve, again and again and again. Throughout the day, she circles the same loop, unloading the vessels from the stove, setting them on a table, serving, collecting, washing. Somewhere in between, a cry escapes from her mouth like an unborn child, quiet and unquestioning. After we have finished, she drops on a wooden chair to eat, swallows the day's remains like a cat licking a half-thrown bowl of milk. Not knowing what to offer her, I watch on like a stranger. Now we have Triwanna here to discuss about the idea behind her poem and how it connects to the theme of womanhood. Um, I would like to know when did you write the poem and what drove you to write it in the first place?
1: So I wrote this poem about two and a half years ago, if I'm not wrong, and it actually began with the image of the cat licking that half-thrown bowl of milk. So it kind of worked itself uh, to the beginning. It began from the end. Uh, Poems for me begin with images rather than with ideas or with thoughts. Uh, And I never thought that this one image of a cat would actually lead me uh, to talking about uh, the oppression that I've seen, women face, Uh, but but in particular, uh, in the the case of this poem, my mother uh, in um, the domestic household, uh, labor that is uh, not even considered as labor, entirely invisibilized. Um, So it it began with that image. Uh, uh, I, I think for me, now when I look back at this poem, it uh, is about the invisibilization of certain kinds of labor, right? Uh, Like I said, this is labor that's not even considered to be labor. Uh, If you notice, there is a certain kind of rhythm. It's almost like a robotic clockwork rhythm to the poem. Uh, It's actually quite mundane in the sense that it moves from one action to the other without really any fancy images uh, or um, yeah. it's it's just it's very robotic and I wanted it to be that I didn't realize it while I was writing it because it was all happening mm-hmm. subconsciously it just was an overpour in a certain sense this was one of those few poems that came out of me in just one go but right. now that I look back at it I realize that there is um, it's there's a very uh, almost deadening rhythm to it and that I agree, deadening yeah alerts you not to the inertia, but to the violence of this labor, of the ways in which not just the violence of the ways, not just in which it's performed, but also in ways that it's overlooked, that itself is an act of abuse or violence. So that possibly came through. And without realizing it, now that you asked me what prompted me, it was maybe the anger behind uh, a structure that not just accidentally invisibilizes the labor of women, but works towards it as a mechanism. It works towards uh, society, a society, a structure in which certain kinds of labor need to be devalued so that certain kinds of labor can stand out to you. And this whole system that's when you realize how messed up it is, uh, and how completely unfair it is. So yes, it was possibly it was possibly that. Though I didn't realize that while I was writing it.
0: Right. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Uh, and the, the the point of you know uh, the invi- invisibilized domestic labor that women of her family have been putting through like through generations now. Uh, Do you think that has changed with our generation, like uh, the people who are in their 20s right now? And do you think that invisibilization is sort of going away because we have started acknowledging that, you know, gender roles or women seen as servers as per, you know, in families has changed? And uh, yeah, what, what do you think of that? It is possibly changing. It's
1: changed a great deal lot from the time that I've seen my grandmother, for instance, uh, and stories about the ways in which she was treated by her own in-laws. There was a lot more oppression in that space. It's definitely gotten better for my mother, for instance. It hopefully will get better for me. Uh, having said that, um, I think that it's, Uh, still very prevalent Uh, and we still continue to invisibilize different kinds of uh, labor in the sense that I think that sometimes it's normalized to a point where uh, you don't even realize your own complicity in this whole structure Mm -hmm. you know for instance my mother gave up her job her profession so that she could take care of me now technically speaking I'm complicit in this structure I cannot remove myself from it. She had to stay back. She had to look after it because the society was designed in that way. Um, And so it's normalized in a way that... uh, it's sometimes almost seamless you know when something's seamless it keeps things going and so you don't even realize what's happening you know it's 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 as simple as you know you know waking up and asking your mom for a glass of water you you know or asking your mother uh, you know when she'll serve you your food You, you, you don't even think about it as a gender role per se so I think it's there it's very much still a part of our present Uh, and the normalization of these gender roles certainly hasn't been broken um, even now Um, uh, you know it's it's just um, I think which also I've tried to weave into the poem in the sense that you know there's a flow one thing spills over into the other the rhythm is unbroken and the unbrokenness of the rhythm is what is jarring, really. Right. That's right. what should d- disturb us. That's what should uh, alert us to the fissures of this whole system. Uh,
0: so yeah. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights and you know what you think about this because uh, it's really important that we bring up uh, the entire. Uh, especially the complicity that we have in the situation as women ourselves and you know how much time it takes to unlearn uh, how you contribute to this uh, sort of social uh, structure where women are expected to be like this or to behave in a certain way in domestic spaces or even in social spaces right so yeah Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast and talking about your poem Thank you so much, uh, and thank you for having me.
1: I think it's a very relevant, important subject, uh, especially the theme of womanhood. Uh, No matter how much one talks about it, one still can't talk about it enough. Uh, You know, especially invisibilized um, kinds of, uh, you know, gender roles, uh, the, the ways in which we overlook The contribution of certain sections of women, particularly women who perform labor, Uh, not just, of course, uh, women uh, married into households performing labor for their own families, but also women who work in other households. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those women are even more marginalized, um, you know, and their labor as homemakers is overlooked even more. Technically speaking, even they are homemakers, they're making somebody else's home. But uh, it's uh, looked at as a certain code of duty rather than as a, a huge contribution, which it is.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Shreya and I'll be back with another verse on womanhood by the end of this month. Stay tuned.